Well, it's just great to see you again this morning. Uh, it's just a great again to be in the house of God and to worship Jesus and to, to do everything that we do. And uh, now as we're getting ready to approach the, uh, the preaching of the Word and uh, trusting God to speak to us again this morning. In fact, I'm about to pray and to pray exactly that, that God would speak to us. And, uh, you know, we always remind ourselves that Jesus said that He says, My words, they are spirit and their life. And when the preaching of the word takes place, there's an impartation that takes place of spirit and of life that goes on. And, uh, you know, also the Bible speaks about the fact that uh, Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the word of God is the bread of life. And, uh, and I've been doing some baking last night, and I'm getting ready to surf up bread of life to you this morning that I trust is going to bless you, uh, enrich your life, and empower you to go to new, le- new levels in God. And so uh, uh, just before we do that, let me just reiterate everything that's already been said in terms of the uh, materials that we've come across uh, as far as the, uh, uh, the content of the marriage seminar yesterday is concerned, uh, the book that, are, that is on order that are coming, and some of these truths that really uh, uh, are so simple and so profound uh, uh, that uh, we feel that uh, that's one of the one of the better um, seminars that uh, certainly that Vanessa and I have been to, and we've been to many over the years. Uh, the fact that we we ourselves did the presentation makes no difference. Uh, it's the material that's uh, uh, what's important, and uh, so we certainly had a, a wonderful time yesterday. And uh, if any of you were unable to come, uh, there's certainly the opportunity to purchase the uh, the book that will be uh, sold through the book table in a week's time or, or two weeks' time or so and still get in on some of that wonderful stuff. So we had a wonderful time, covered a whole lot of stuff. We talked about all sorts of things. And uh, this morning I would like to carry on uh, with some of the uh, things that we introduced yesterday. And before I do that, I just want to pray and uh, invite God to, to speak to us this morning. Heavenly Father, we once again, uh, uh, Lord, call out to you. And Lord, we... We declare that we need you. We need your presence in our lives. We need you to breathe upon us, to breathe on this word, Lord, so it comes alive in each and every one of our hearts. And I thank you, Father God, that, Lord, uh, as the word declares, that my tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. Lord, uh, that you will use my tongue, Lord, to write on our hearts this morning as the word of God is being proclaimed. Lord, to impart wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And, Lord, at this time, we come against every uh, influence of the enemy. We come against confusion. We come against despondency. We come against discouragement. And we thank you, Father God, that in your presence there's fullness of joy. And thank you, Lord God, that in your presence there's fullness of everything that we need. So once again, Father, we thank you that you're gracing us with your presence, that you're speaking to us, Lord, that you're imparting life into our spirits, into our soul, and even into our body. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. The, uh, the, uh, one of the main themes of what we discussed yesterday is the theme of, of respect. And if you haven't got an outline in your hand, just raise up your hand and somebody's going to get you one. Uh, but this morning I would like to talk to you about the power and the reward of respect. And uh, as we've already said, the overall theme for this month, uh, the month of August, is the, is the theme of, uh, of respect. And uh, we have set this month aside to, to, to minister into relationships, 
to preach uh, or to target our relationships through the preaching of the word, through our prayers. And we want you to know that we're praying fairly consistently for marriages and for relationships in general. But this month, the focus is going on it. And also, uh, we are targeting our relationships uh, through the confession or the power of our confession to bring about improvement in our relationships. So the, the theme is better relationships for this month. And of course, the evening services are dedicated uh, as well to, uh, to hear messages ministered on, uh, on love and so forth that will help us in the area of relationships. The aim, of course, is that we have, uh, uh, you know, to see broken relationships restored, and God's able to do that, all right? But God needs us to cooperate with Him, and there might be a broken relationship in your life right now that uh, it could be that this month you're going to get your breakthrough as you, as you focus and as you apply the Word of God and as you, as you become a doer of the Word in this particular area, uh, that, that good relationships become better, uh, and uh, also that new relationships are forged, that we move outside of our uh, circles of what we know right now, uh, perhaps spouse, kids, a couple of friends, the cat and the dog, that we're looking beyond that and say there, there are more relationships to be built and, and that we need to be, you know, be relational beings and God's made us relational so we can break out of perhaps a, a circle that's possibly a bit tight as far as God's concerned and look beyond and say, well, there's other people that I need to get to know to touch their life and to allow my life to be touched uh, through a relationship with them. So, Today I would like to be focusing on the attitude and on the, on the um, uh, practice of respect. Uh, and respect is written with capital letters there, respect, all right? And so I have a quote here uh, that I would like to read to you. It says, respect is the currency of relationships. Whoever invests liberal amounts of respect in their dealings with people will reap the profits of better relationships. And uh, the message today is entitled, The Power and the Reward of, Re of Respect. And, you know, we have power when we apply respect in our lives. And there are rewards that flow back to us as we are respectful in our dealings with people, as we invest respect into people's lives, uh, that there is a flowing back into our lives and, and an enriching. Uh, also, it says here, self-respect before respecting others. You know, typically people who find it difficult to respect others do not respect themselves. And so there's a deal there that people don't know how to operate in respect. And one of the reasons for it is that they don't respect themselves. And so self-respect is a real issue. Uh, we need to break through in this area that we're able to esteem and respect ourselves and see value even in our own lives. And this is not about uh, becoming inward-looking or a selfish sort of a deal. But we need to know who we are in God. And uh, as we can esteem ourselves, it becomes easier to esteem other people. Uh, and so there's a whole message there. Uh, in, in that alone. But let me just read from First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. It says there in, the, uh, in verse 17 and 18, it says, Show proper respect to everyone. Uh, love the brotherhood of believers. Uh, fear God. Honor the king. You servants must submit to your masters and show them complete res respect, not only to those who are kind and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. And so, really, uh, as has already been touched on uh, uh, with different ones speaking this morning, you know, this passage of Scripture here flies in the face of suggestions that people have to earn our respect 
before we treat them with respect. You know, that's a humanistic idea when we say, well, uh, that person hasn't earned my respect, so I'm not going to treat them with respect. God commands us to respect people regardless. God commands us to give people unconditional respect. All right, and so uh, certainly we ourselves need to live in such a way to make it easier for others uh, to respect us. But we ourselves have to be careful that we don't place any expectations on people before we are prepared to treat them with respect. We are called to be doers of the word in regards to respect towards other people, whether other people respect us or not. So God commands us to treat people with, res- with respect regardless of whether they treat us uh, with respect. Let me read to you from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and this is where a lot of that comes from in terms of a basis for what we are talking about when we are talking about respecting people. It says there, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. All right? And every human being has intrinsic value since he or she is made in God's image and likeness, and therefore they are deserving of our respect. All right? Uh, if they don't do anything else towards us that, uh, that possibly uh, motivates us to respect them more, if they don't do anything else, uh, uh, we have to respect the God factor in people's lives. The people are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Can I just suggest, too, that this is a, what we might call a Judeo-Christian value, that life is valuable. No matter what the, the person does or doesn't do, life is valuable. Human beings are valuable. Humanistic uh, uh, teaching almost places animals and people on the same level. But friends, we are a higher class of being. We are made in the image and the likeness of God and animals are not. Now, having said that, I believe in, re- in respecting animals and, and treating animals right. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, this is not just a, a sort of a, the same level all the way across. People are made in the image and in the likeness of God, and we are commanded to respect them because there is intrinsic value in the human being. Then even if somebody is sitting in prison and he's on death row, uh, so to speak, for a terrible crime that they've committed, we're still called upon to treat that person with dignity and with respect. All right? And as I say, in some cultures, uh, 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 that's not part of the, of, of, of the psyche so much. It's not part of the ideology that uh, certain cultures operate by. Uh, of course, in Western society, we have a surface level of, uh, of uh, respect there. But, you know, so soon as, uh, as people don't get respect reciprocated, their respect level drops uh, themselves. And whereas you and I, as God's people, we need to recognize that we are called to respect people and treat everybody with respect regardless all right and so there is a and I know I'm repeating that aspect but this is hugely important people have intrinsic value simply on the fact that God's created them in his own image and in his own likeness people might not be acting godly but there's nevertheless a God factor in every human being and we are called to respect uh, 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 them for that very aspect of it let me give you a definition of the word respect it's always good to know what we're talking about, and, and uh, today we are uh, drilling down a bit further on what we've discussed yesterday. Of course, we started our relationship month, uh, actually we started it last Sunday in the morning when Pastor Vanessa taught on, on the whole issue of love. Uh, and yesterday we talked about love and respect, and this morning we're drilling down on respect in terms of what is it and, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, what does it all mean. Well, respect is an attitude of deference, of admiration, or of esteem. 
to respect someone means to treat them as valuable, to treat them politely and with kind regard and consideration, to have an attitude of esteem and honor towards them, to esteem people and to honor them, all right, to pay proper attention to them. Uh, <laughs> I know the example has been used before, but have you ever uh, gone into a shop and somebody at a counter uh, serves you and suddenly the phone rings and suddenly in the middle of a sentence they leave off and pick up the phone and deal with somebody else? It's like, hello, since when has the other person ringing on the phone that has come in after me has become more important than what I have? And so suddenly you feel devalued. Uh, people are no longer uh, paying attention to you, all right, to show consideration for and to treat them courteously and kindly. All right, so that's what it means to respect people. Uh, literally, the word respect, you know, spect has to do with look. Uh, with looking, uh, you know, we talk about spectacles. When somebody has got glasses on, an old-fashioned word is spectacles, to look through. Uh, and re means back, so respect means looking back. Uh, and and uh, as it were, to take a second look. In other words, don't overlook people. Uh, and, and that we value, we have another look, and we see the value in every human being, no matter who they are. Uh, as I say, in some cultures, uh, uh, women are second-class beings, and, and, and women are not respected for who they are. Uh, in other cultures, men are not respected for who they are. In some cultures, kids are not respected, or, you know, that, that whole deal. And, and uh, you know, we're talking about kingdom culture here this morning, no matter which uh, culture we come from in terms, of our, in terms of our birthright or in terms of our ethnicity. It doesn't matter. We are speaking kingdom of God uh, culture here this morning, that everybody deserves our respect, no matter who they are, no matter uh, what they do, uh, we are to treat people respectfully. The opposite of respect is disrespect. This is the biggest revelation, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> the opposite of, of respect is, is disrespect. How about this one here? Contempt or disdain. To treat people with contempt and with, with disdain. Uh, to disregard people or irreverence towards them or scorn. Now, let me just suggest to you that respecting people has a very powerful effect on their lives. All right? Let me say it again. Respecting people has a very powerful effect on their lives because uh, what it means is as we respect someone, it means that we're attaching worth and value to that person. That's what it means. All right, and uh, so if we're respecting people, certainly we're saying you're valuable, and I'm attaching worth to you, uh, uh, though you might not have done anything for me, but I'm attaching worth to you because you're a human being and you are valuable. You're made in the image and in the likeness of God. There is a God factor in you. You're not an animal. You're not a thing. You're a person. And you know what happens is that many people do not believe that they have much worth or value. And that's why respecting people is so powerful because many people don't think that they're, that they're worth respecting or that they have got much value uh, or much to contribute towards, uh, uh, towards people. It's like a you know, self-image thing, just not, not really having been valued when they grew up, uh, perhaps by their parents or, or by people around them and people being told all sorts of horrible things. And, uh, and you and I, we have the power to elevate people, uh, our unconditional respect elevates them to a life of greater dignity and worth. Very powerful. Immensely powerful. 
That's why in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Be devoted to each other with mutual affection. Excel in showing respect for each other. All right? Excel in showing respect uh, for each other. Now, this specifically, and uh, in, in one or two other passages uh, uh, in, in, in the Word, they're speaking about that we as brothers and sisters are to respect one another. The churches ought to be an environment of respect, uh, that where people come in, no matter who they are, that they receive a respectful welcome. They're treated with dignity and with respect rather than, oh, well, who are you, and, and, and so forth. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? So God is looking to you and I as is, is the people of God to operate at a higher level than what people in the world are operating at. Uh, for the most part, we can go in, you know, in Western society uh, to be go around, uh, and for the most part, we receive respect in shops and in places in restaurants where we're being served and everything, but you know, we receive a lot of disrespect as well. It's like on the roads. It's amazing. It's amazing how quickly can people can bring their finger out and show you the number one sign. It's like, uh, it's, isn't that amazing? Like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> all right, so, so God says, you're operating at a higher level. Uh, the churches, uh, uh, the kingdom of God, brothers and sisters, small group environment, uh, uh, Christian homes, uh, God says, you're at a higher level. Uh, and not only do you operate like that amongst yourselves, but you go out and, 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 and you show worth and value uh, to people that you can elevate them. And, you know, people know the difference. I tell you, people know the difference. I know the difference. When I go somewhere and uh, in terms of... Uh, uh, you know, if I go into a shop somewhere and if I'm served somewhere exceptionally well, I tell you, I, I become the best salesperson for that particular company, for that particular person there. Uh, like right now, Vanessa and I have been dealing with a salesperson in, in, in Wellington uh, where we've bought some things from, uh, a series of things, and now it's further to travel than in the hut, and I'm sure there are good salespeople here, but we just happened to go into this shop, and this guy was just extremely, extremely helpful and respectful towards us, and, and nothing was too much trouble. And I'm already sending business in his direction because I'm so impressed. People know the difference. People know the difference. I remember a number of years ago, this, and I've told this story before, but a number of years ago now, before the days where you would get online and, and book uh, travel, you know, air travel online, you would ring, you know, a travel center or something. And, and I, I, I rang this person, uh, uh, I rang this travel center, uh, and, uh, and the person on, on, on the other end of the line was just so respectful. It made such an impact on me that I said to Vanessa, look, I just had this amazing experience uh, that I just booked some air travel. The fact that this uh, person happened to be a lady has nothing to do with it because uh, whether it's a man or a woman that's respectful, it, it, you know, you just, it just makes an impact on you. And I felt so, so valued and I came away. It was such an enriching experience that I, I just I, I raved about it for a while. And I still remember it to this day. People know the difference. It's when somebody goes the extra mile and says, hey, you are valuable. I value you as a person. Uh, and, you know, being at the, at the other end uh, and, you know, going through the checkout at the supermarket and just saying, look, thank you for, for that. You're doing a great job today. It's attaching value to this person. And I tell you, it's like uh, 
people suddenly perk up and uh, and suddenly like Vanessa's really good at that like she wherever she goes she ends up chatting with people and uh, and loving on people and and so forth and suddenly it's like a face that was all you know down and everything people are all just suddenly happy you you're imparting something uh, when you value people uh, we're imparting uh, uh, dignity and and worth into people that they previously didn't know they had uh, and so respecting people is very powerful uh, and in fact, uh, uh, I haven't planned to touch on this, but uh, flattery uh, is, of course, a bad thing. But, you know, when people flatter somebody, they, they give insincere compliments and, uh, and, uh, tr- and try to, to put something in to get more out than what they're putting in. That's what f- flattery is. But, but uh, for those of us that are sincere, uh, we don't see it as flattery because we say, you are valuable. And, uh, and I want to attach worth and value and want to treat you with dignity. And people are touched by that. Uh, this is not to get something out of them, but to leave people in a better condition than what they were before we met them. So when we go through a shop uh, somewhere that, uh, you know, somebody serves us or somebody's there and, or somebody helps us to say, look, I appreciate your time uh, on, on that. It's amazing. As I say, I just had a some dealings with a shop uh, this week for an item that uh, broke down and I took it back and, uh, and it was still under guarantee and everything else and sometimes things take a while and then I felt the need to follow it up because it had taken so long but you know the lady said look I'm going to make a phone call I'm going to follow it up and I said look thank you for your time and for your effort I do appreciate it and I tell you it's amazing as I say I'm not doing that to get something out but this lady's bending over backwards to help me and to run around and to do things for me because suddenly she feels valued so this is not about flattery but it's putting something into people's lives that uh, touches them deeply so it's very powerful uh, what we're talking about here this morning and of course yesterday we talked about dealing with respect in a husband and wife relationship where we can powerfully affect each other's lives in a way that uh, it's very powerful so let's talk about respect in the home And here in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if they do not obey the word, that they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful conduct. And you know, we're talking about being respectful uh, or respecting people. Somebody that is respectful doesn't have any problems respecting people when somebody's got respect on the inside of them it comes out towards other people but when somebody doesn't have respect in them in other words they're not respectful they find it difficult to value to value and to attach worth to other people now there's a play on words here i realize but uh, we're talking about respect in the home um, in many respects uh, uh, this is a starting point you know a mother or a wife and a mother holds a vital role in the home. If she respects her husband and his leadership in the home, their children will more readily respect and submit to the leadership of their parents. And can I suggest that, uh, uh, that the home is the seedbed for respect? The home is where we ought to be learning respect. We ought not to have to go to church to learn about respect. We ought to have learned it in the home. We ought to have seen it in operation. Um, 
and I mean, praise God for all the different programs that are going on, even in, in schools that, that uh, you know, praise God if, if teachers are able to teach kids respect, but it's not the teacher's job. That should be happening in the home environment. And as Peter referred to earlier on, you know, the breakdown of society goes uh, back to the breakdown of marriages. And the breakdown of marriages result in the breakdown of homes. And so therefore, people grow up in an environment and suddenly they come out and then they've got to go elsewhere to learn these basic values, the pleases and the thank yous of life and, uh, and some of that stuff we're discussing here this morning. So the wife holds a very pivotal role. And if you see a home where kids are running riot and don't respect either mom or dad, it would be a good thing to check mom out and to see how she's treating dad in that environment because that tells a story. Uh, and, you know, kids, uh, uh, the whole story, it's not so much a matter of uh, do as I say, but kids uh, end up uh, do as, as we do. So there's an aspect here that uh, uh, is worth looking at. Um, children, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, It is your Christian duty to obey your parents, for it is the right thing to do. Somebody says, well, why? Why do we have to obey parents? It's the right thing to do, God says. All right. Uh, sometimes, uh, and of course he goes on and he defines that. Uh, he says, respect your father and your mother is the first commandment. Uh, and it has a promise added so that all may go well with you and you may live long, a, a long time in the land. It's interesting that uh, we don't typically attach explanations to somebody dying early in their 40s, 50s, or, or 60s. You know, God says, with long life will I satisfy you. And long life is not long life until somebody gets to 80 and beyond this, as far as Scripture is concerned. And we don't ask questions in regards to, oh, why did that person die so early? But it will be interesting to go back and to check out if they were a person that learned to respect their parents, or as it, in another translation says, uh, children, honor your parents, honor your father and your mother. People forget and move on and, and, you know, break down and forget about mom and dad. Who cares? I don't get on with them. There. And then they die early. Nobody asks questions as, why did this person die early? But there's reasons for a lot of things. And so there's something here that is worth investigating again in regards to the value and the benefit uh, that flows out of respecting our parents. See, a wise um, so that all may go well with you and you may live long uh, in the land. A wise father teaches his children to honor their mother by his example. It's, it's not just all mum, it's dad too. Um, and uh, it says here in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, uh, likewise husbands, everybody say husbands. husbands. All right, praise God. We talk about wives, now we talk about husbands. It says, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as to the weaker vessel, since they heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay, so uh, kids uh, need to how to treat, uh, your sons need to learn how to treat their wives, their future wives, by the way that uh, their father treats their mother. Uh, and uh, and a, a father should not sit by and let the kids or sons abuse the mother, uh, and vice versa. Uh, I think we need to be really quick as mums and as dads. It's not so much a matter of sticking up for one another, but saying, don't you show disrespect to your mother, or don't you show disrespect to your father, because it's letting them get away with bad habits. They won't live long. 
uh, and things won't go well with them. So we're doing them a favor. And then we were talking about instilling uh, the, most, the most of basic values and qualities into people's lives early where they should learn it, and it's in the home. Uh, so there's a quote here. It says, show me a home where respect is neglected, and I'll show you a home where chaos reigns. It would be interesting. Um, where things are completely out of, everybody's running wild. Um, the home that I grew up in was reasonably respectful. Like uh, there was just uh, that my father wasn't, wasn't right in, in, in a lot of situations, but man, did my mother honor him. And uh, I remember visiting some neighbors, and I, I was just a young guy, just a little guy, I don't know, might have been five, six, seven, eight, nine years old or something. I just could not believe what I heard and what I saw, how, how both the kids and the mother flew at this man with just not a sense of respect uh, at all. There was just bedlam. It was just bedlam. I just never seen anything like it. <laughs> well, of course, I hadn't been around, I guess, uh, at that stage. You grow up in a home, and, and, you know, what you know is what you know. But I, I hadn't seen. My father would not have stood for it. Uh, uh, I tell you, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just something about, uh, you know, as I say, <laughs> that whole deal with women's liberation, uh, it's just gone way out. It's just gone way out, pushing things way out of kilter. Sadly, uh, when the movement started, there was a cause because men were using and abusing women, and so this whole woman's liberation deal got going, but it's pushed things way, way, way out too far, where a man no longer feels the courage now and, and the gumption to say, look, you, you guys are not treating me right, because, oh, you're just a male shot. And, you know, people just fly at men. Uh, it's phenomenal. And you know, this is a deal with uh, this whole woman's liberation thing. I heard a man once, um, and he talked about the need to liberate women, and we need to liberate women, and we need to do this for women, and we need to do that for women. I thought, okay. And I sort of thought, okay. So <laughs> the interesting thing was, uh, this is a preacher, by the way, uh, that had sort of uh, gone out of ministry and was found, after, found out afterwards that he had repeatedly cheated on his wife. And so what God was speaking to him, he tried to impose on everybody else. Um, and... Uh, his wife needed liberating from a rascal like this, and so he says, "We need to, you know, we need to liberate women." And uh, a lot of women are not bound up today. Uh, uh, a lot of women are just like way out there uh, because woman's liberation has preached a message that is based on a lie, uh, not on the truth. And so uh, we have homes that are completely out of kilter. Uh, Dad needs to be respected. The husband needs to be respected, uh, uh, that even if he doesn't always do right, uh, respect needs to be attached. And, and the man, the father, the, the husband needs to value and honor that there is, a, there is a, an example that is given to the kids. I mean, kids grow up in that environment, and respecting others is just normal. That's what you do. I mean, what else is there? Is there anything else? As I said, when I stepped into my neighbor's home, I suddenly realized there was something else than what I had experienced. I was just shocked. I was flabbergasted. I thought, and the man named himself, like, uh, I just couldn't quite grasp this, but to this day it hasn't quite made sense to me. <laughs> Respect for the elderly. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I tell you. Leviticus 19, verse uh, 32, it says, Show respect to all people. Stand up in their presence. 
Show respect also to your God. I am the Lord. Um, this could be something that I could really get going on if I allowed myself now. As I said, this is a bit of a thing that uh, I think it's just so wrong to push old people to the side and say, you've done your dash, let it move over and let us get on with it. You know, it's the, the old people that have built the infrastructure in the country and, the, and in many cases the roads and the things that we enjoy and everything. It is not right to disrespect old people. It's just not right. Euthanasia is, is one of those wicked things uh, that uh, almost like suggests that, you know, we can dispatch old people because now they have no longer any value uh, to society. That is so wrong. That concept has emanated from the pit of hell itself. Um, grandfather, grandmother, people need to be respected. Uh, it's, just, it's just right. It's just normal. Uh, and you know, uh, like uh, older people have got so much to, to bring to the table in terms of uh, experiences and, and wisdom and, and, and a character in many situations that uh, are so valuable. And you know, you found that when you talk to people, older people that are retired, they, they typically have a bit, bit more time to talk than what perhaps some of us uh, uh, have that when we're, you know, we're keeping schedule and everything. But we need to take time to listen to these people who have got so much to share. And, and uh, they need to be valued. Uh, uh, it says, rise in the presence uh, of, of a hoary head. It's a New King James Version. It says, rise in the presence of a gray uh, head. And you know, you will find that uh, nowadays you get a bunch of, bunch of people that uh, they sit on the bus and an old person gets on the bus and, uh, and all the seats are taken. And you will find that in some instances, uh, uh, in some instances, a bunch of young people wouldn't even know that they're supposed to get up and to give a seat to this old They just don't know it. It's never been taught in the home. And that's very sad. And so here we're talking kingdom value. Uh, we're talking kingdom culture that needs to be proclaimed and, and promoted. And we need to fight every thought of uh, dispatching old people, even though some of them uh, want to be dispatched. But, you know, it's no wonder when people are no longer respected and people are sort of given the feeling they're surplus that they want to dispatch themselves uh, and they want to expire and move on. It's no wonder. So dignity for life. Um, and if anybody's wondering, uh, as far as a, as far as a, as a church, we, we are taking a pro-life stance in every respect. Dignity for life from inception to natural death. And anything that would suggest to dispatch people uh, early, even before they're born in terms of abortion or in terms of uh, you know, the terminal ill to give them an extra couple of shots to send them on their way sooner is wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. We need to fight it at every front. We need to fight it in the political arena. We need to fight it because politicians draw up laws. Uh, and you know what? That uh, the euthanasia lobby is very strong and very vocal. Where are the people of God? Where are the pro-lifers that speak up and say, it's wrong? Don't establish these laws. It's just wrong. Respecting the church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12, it says, We beg you, our brothers and sisters, to pay proper respect to those who work among you, who guide and instruct you in the Christian life. Treat them with the greatest respect and love because of the work they do. Be at peace among yourselves. And so there's an aspect here where not only do we have to be uh, respectful, to, uh, respectful towards one another, generally speaking, and towards all people, but here uh, Paul felt the need to point out that Christian leaders are deserving of extra respect, not because they're any better, but they're standing in an office of leadership. And it is not so much the, the, uh, the, for the person's sake alone, but it is for the office's sake and for the position's sake. 
that people need to be valued and respected. Here's another one. Respect towards people of lower socioeconomic status. And by the way, uh, we're talking about better relationships today. Uh, as soon as we uh, use va- uh, um, uh, respect in, in our dealings with people, we immediately improve our relationships right across the board. Um, respect towards people of lower socioeconomic status or possibly lower uh, educational status. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 16, it says, Live in harmony with each other. Do not be arrogant, but associate with humble people. Do not think that you're wiser than you really are. And you know, sometimes there's a deal where people uh, that are better off than others or that might, might be better educated than others, there's almost like a sense of, of being aloof, like, uh, you know, almost like a sense of that they don't want to mix with riffraff, riff uh, as the saying goes. That is wrong. That, you know, when we, when we step into, 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 in, into, into the kingdom of God, like, uh, like we don't judge between one and the other, we treat everybody with respect. It says, associate with people of uh, uh, with humble people and that humble people that doesn't mean that these are people that walk in humility but people from humble circumstances people who might not be afford uh, uh, things as much as what uh, another person would be able to afford might not have the opportunity to get educated to have several degrees after their name is this helping anybody here today NIV translation says do not be proud but associate with people of low position. It's like, but uh, <laughs> and I were in the States earlier on this year, and you know, you get this at, at every level and in every type of situation. Uh, uh, and uh, we, we were in this conference over there, and, uh, and you know, sometimes amongst, uh, amongst uh, ministers, you know, there is, uh, I need to be careful what I say here because I don't want to sound negative or anything, but you know, you get, you get preachers that love crowds and hate people. Um, and there's an aspect of where, you know, I'm sort of meeting this guy that I, I know, we, we, we've had this person in New Zealand, we hosted this person at our church and uh, sort of tried to make eye contact and approach the person the, and, you know, suddenly just can't be touched, can't be touched. And it, and it wasn't long that the person found out who I was and, oh, pastor, he says. And, uh, well, by now, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I didn't want to know any, anymore by now. It's suddenly, it's suddenly he, he knows who I am and what, what I might be able to do for him. And, oh, I want to come back to New Zealand. I don't want you anymore now. Sorry. I still respect you. You, you know, don't get me wrong. But, but I, I don't feel you've got a great deal to impart to, to me or to us or to our environment anymore. Uh, and, and so... You know, there's like a deal there where uh, uh, people are not always willing to associate with people of, uh, of status lower than themselves, and that is just so wrong. It's so wrong. Poor people should be very comfortable uh, in our presence, whoever they are and wherever they are. Rich people should be comfortable. Uh, there is like, uh, you know, we talk about prejudice, and, and uh, you know, we talk about there's racism, and then there's counter-racism, uh, and, and there's all sorts of deals. It's wrong. It all, it all, it all emanates from a, a humanistic viewpoint, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just very wrong. They're proud to associate with people of low positions. Everybody should be comfortable. Like when we step in uh, the door and, and when we come into a church environment, uh, it, shouldn't, it, it shouldn't matter whether people have a title after their name or before their name or, or whether they got a whole lot of uh, uh, debts to their name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everybody is, is, is worth uh, uh, being respected and has, uh, 
his, his value uh, in, in their own selves. There's other examples of respect. Um, we've already touched on it to some extent. Respect for authority. That not only do we respect the person that occupies uh, a particular office of authority or position of authority, but we recognize uh, uh, that deal. And, uh, and then there is respect for public property and other people's property. Sometimes there's a notion like, uh, you know, respect, respect touches every facet uh, of our lives. Every facet, and it's not just towards people, and even though the emphasis this morning is on people, but there's such a thing as, as respecting property, and sometimes people say, well, it doesn't belong to anybody, it's just a park bench, it uh, doesn't belong to anybody, we can wreck it, we can set it alight. A I remember before we moved uh, uh, from uh, the previous place where we lived, and there was a park behind us, and uh, next minute I hear this bashing going on, I'm thinking, what's going on down the back? Uh, go down the back of the property, peek over the fence, and hear these young people just tearing into this park bench that, that uh, had been put up, I don't know, by the Rotary Club or somebody. And these kids thought it doesn't belong to us, so we can wreck it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, who cares? You know, it's, it's, it doesn't belong to anybody. Well, no, 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 it belongs to us all. It's public property. Uh, property needs to be respected. But it's, people say, oh, this is mine. I just break it. Well, don't break it. If you don't want it anymore, give it to somebody. Let's respect property. <laughs> Are we doing all right this morning? Are we having fun? Praise God. I was getting a bit emotional before. They don't know why. Yesterday, I was, I was all giggling. I couldn't understand why at different times. Like sometimes you wonder. You know. <laughs> Praise God. Who respect for the environment. Now, here's a deal. Here is a deal, respect for the environment, that, uh, that we leave a better, a better world, a better earth, a better environment for the next generation. Uh, it's not about, well, let's just use it. It's all there. Let me just need to, you know, be a stewards of, uh, of, of God's earth that God has placed us on. Uh, and again, you know, in this area, you get all sorts of, uh, of things that are being proclaimed and everything, and much of it is fear-based. But for us, we don't look after the environment because of fear of what might happen. We do it because of respect for God and uh, respect for the Creator and respect for the creation and, uh, and working out what sort of a place that we leave for the next generation. Uh, so respect for the environment is a big deal. Uh, we don't worship the environment, and it's not about Mother Earth. Earth is not our mother, but Earth is a place that God's placed us on, and uh, we need to read uh, uh, that whole deal. The Bible speaks of marks of respect. Uh, Acts chapter 28, verse 9 and 10 says that they also honored us with many marks of respect. I thought that was an interesting term. We're talk to, talking about respecting people, but there are such things as marks of respect. Uh, I know it's a bit of an old-fashioned term, but, uh, you know, sadly, when we speak about respect, some people think it's an old-fashioned concept, but it's not. God expects us to deal with relationship through every generation, uh, with, uh, re with respect through every generation until Jesus comes and way on into, into eternity. So respect is not just something for old people and for the old generation, old school. It's for today. And sadly, there's almost like people almost intimidated that they will not proclaim old school concepts because after all, it doesn't sound modern anymore. Respect's very modern. It's for us today. So how about some marks of respect? Uh, how about a greeting rather than a grunt? <laughs> uh, uh, or a, you know, 
I mean, it's okay, you know, to give eye contact. In fact, even eye contact, that's a good thing, you know. But, but when you go in somewhere and say, hey, how are you doing? Good morning, good evening, nice to see you. Just a greeting is, is respecting, valuing that person rather than just walking in and out and no sort of uh, recognizing who is there. And, uh, and uh, typically my, uh, my, my, my deal's always been when, when I go, go, go in somewhere, uh, I'm arriving, so I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I'm endeavoring to greet people that are already there, but at the same time, if I'm already there and somebody comes in, I greet them. So it's not like, well, you've just arrived, so you greet me. It's like, let's, let's just... <laughs> I know I'm arguing about things that might only be in my own mind. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> you know, like as a preacher, you can talk about something, but is this remotely fit to, fitting here now in, in most of our lives here today? <laughs> Using titles. Dr. So-and-so. Now, uh, I'm not necessarily big into titles as such, but you know, uh, what we are saying by by Dr. Dr. Uh, uh, Jim rather than just Jim, we we are recognizing that this man has studied long and hard to be able to serve society and by uh, approaching or addressing him with with the title doctor is not a bad thing. I'm attaching worth and value not only in him as a person, but in his efforts of what he's done to, to get to that place of being able to serve society in this way. It's interesting. Um, gifts. Sometimes we give gifts for no other reason than to value this person and to respect them. Um, and in fact, uh, in your, you would find that in some, in some quarters, you would find that you would not turn up at a person's house without bringing something. It's, it's part of that whole old school sort of a deal. I, I go in other people's homes, I don't always bring something, and many times I don't. But, and I'm certainly not suggesting that you should bring something to my house when you come visiting, but I'm talking about a value that is no longer practiced. In fact, Vanessa and I know some pastors in Australia, lovely people. Uh, they're coming to our ICFM marriage seminar later on this year, and we stayed with them for a while, and and the, the pastor's wife, that she says, oh, I, uh, you know, the Bible says that let the, the older women teach the younger ones. Uh, and she says, I, I teach all of our ladies. Don't, don't, don't you go around to anybody's house without bringing at least, you know, something, uh, something, bring something. Uh, or, or even when people are invited around, you know, usually we, we say, look, just come around and just come yourself. Don't bring anything. But, but more often than not, people come with something because for some people that's ingrained. It's a mark of respect and honor towards the person. Not that they need that bottle of juice or anything. It's not about need. It's about respecting um, and operating at a value that is higher than what, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Marks of respect. Uh, opening doors for people. <laughs> Isn't it annoying when somebody walks through a door in front of you and just lets it slam just in front of you? <laughs> Opening doors for people. How about ladies go first? Uh, that's why lady, women, you know, they push that woman's liberation thing, that feminism uh, thing too hard. It's like they do it to spite themselves because, of, well, you know, like, of uh, course, we, we, we don't respond with, well, just open up your own door now. We don't respond like that, but, uh, but sometimes we might be tempted to. <laughs> Check on that one a little bit afterwards, I think. <laughs> Ladies, go first. Um, give way <laughs> on the streets. Now, when you see me go through the roundabout and you're waiting on my right, and if you're waiting and, 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 and I'm already gone because I'm not just thinking about if you don't want to go, that's fine, but I'm thinking about the person behind me already. I hate holding people up, so I'm just... But having said that, when it's time to give way, we need to give way, all right? 
Praise God. <laughs> keep, keep <laughs> Am I starting to blush a bit now? And am I starting to look, feel guilty now? <laughs> Praise God. Maybe I need to circle that. Maybe I put that one in for myself. <laughs> Serving someone. I, I can never forget we had, a, we had a gentleman come to our house years and years ago from Asia and, uh, and uh, stayed with us for a while and everything. And suddenly here's Vanessa and I sitting down. You know, we put the food on the table as we normally would on, you know, pots and or whatever we've got. And next minute, this, this gentleman, without hesitation, just tears into it and, and starts putting food on my plate. And like, yeah. you know, we have seen other people just tearing into it and serving themselves, but I hadn't seen this before. <laughs> I hadn't seen this before. That was new. Uh, Asian cultures, in some instances, are very honoring uh, of their hosts, of people older than themselves, of people who hold a, a position of authority that, uh, you know, it's, it's like Western society. Uh, we could sort of tear a, a leaf out of their book, so to speak, and learn a few things. Um, serving someone. Returning shop trolleys. <laughs> Why? Well, that trolley belongs to somebody. Oh, it's just a shop trolley. No, it belongs to somebody. All right? And that car that it runs into when you drive off, that car belongs to somebody. Okay? It's just little things. Just little things. And well, why do you do that? Well, people that don't understand the value and the attitude of respect don't understand that. But I think it's just right to return the shop trolley. It's just wrong to dump it somewhere in the... You go around in different places and somebody's dragging a shop trolley across the, the Hutt River Bridge. They think, well, what's going on here? That's just not right. That thing belongs to somebody. So don't, don't let me catch you dragging a shop trolley across the, the Melling Bridge. <laughs> Returning shop trolleys. Listening. How about listening? Are we having fun yet or what? <laughs> listening. Listen to people. Listen to people. This is a listen to all people uh, and just hear people out. Give them give attention. Listening is it's just a, it's, listening is not, oh, I don't have time. And you know, at times we might have to get away and say, excuse me, I just need to be somewhere right now because this leads me to the next point. It's being on time. Being on time. Uh, in fact, if you have a pen, you can write that down as a big, big value. People who are consistently late. Wherever they go, be that uh, seeing people or be that in church, like people who are consistently late are typically very, very disrespecting and dishonoring people. Because being late is not about being so busy. It's an honor and a respect issue rather than a time issue. That's all it is. All right, so, so write it down and underline it and circle it. I've, I, I've underlined a couple of things here. <laughs> I need to... Check up on myself here. I just realized that a few things that came out just before, it's like, oh, hello. What's there? All right, so let me just uh, prepare to wind down now, and we'll be, we'll be uh, finished very shortly. But so far, we have spoken about respecting other people, and the question somebody asked, well, how can I get more respect? Um, well, friend, if, if I want others to respect me more, I have to live more respectfully towards them. Because there is a sowing and a reaping that goes on. It's the age-old principle of sowing and reaping. Whatsoever a man sows, Galatians chapter uh, 5, 
uh, 6 thereabouts, it says, Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. I found that people, by and large, are very, very courteous towards me, and I'm making every effort to be courteous towards other people. Just a smile, eye contact, and... Uh, and uh, just being friendly and appreciating. So thank you for that. Uh, uh, thank you for, for, you know, finding that item for me in shops and everywhere. It's like just uh, uh, being more respectful towards people. Also, it's about applying the golden rule. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, it says, Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. All right, so Jesus, we call it the golden rule. Uh, I wonder if kids are still taught the golden rule in their homes. I wonder. Um, I, I really wonder. I'm sure in, in many homes they would be, but in others they wouldn't because now we've got second and third generation parents who, who have forgotten it uh, and, and no longer teaching it to the next, uh, to the next kids. And now uh, teaching those values is left to teachers or worse still to politicians politicians ought not to have to teach the population about some of these basic values. It's, it's, uh, and of course, that's where the church uh, uh, is responsible, uh, that we as a church, that we teach those things, and that we as believers uh, uh, hold these values dear uh, to us, and that we stand head and shoulder taller above what people would expect from us in terms of, uh, you know, when somebody's nice to us, you'd, they'd expect to be nice back to them, but somebody's not so nice to us and we still treat them with respect, that speaks volumes. Now, I've got a bunch of uh, scriptures here that I've put in there um, that, uh, uh, let me just read those. So it's, uh, just more respect scriptures. It says, A kind-hearted woman gains respect, but ruthless men only gain wealth. So it speaks there about a kind-hearted woman. Uh, uh, how can I be respected more? Well, a kind-hearted woman or a kind-hearted man, for that matter, will get more respect. Uh, Proverbs 11:27 it says, If your goal is good, you will be respected. But if you're looking for trouble, this is what you're going to get. Uh, the other day we were down here late uh, having our small group meeting, and I ran home a different way, and I came back via the motorway coming down rather than going up as I would normally do. Uh, there was somebody parked on the side of the road. Uh, uh, I could see in the distance, and so I stopped. And uh, I thought, well, it's just somebody broken down, see if I can help or something. And, and I got a vehicle that I can tow them around. And I've told, told people in all directions I really have. And, and I tell you, people don't forget that. People do not forget that, especially if you put a tract into their hand and let them know that you're a believer and, and everything. Anyway, it turns out that these are Thursday night, a bunch of boy racer uh, uh, people and uh, and, uh, oh, I tell you, what an education. It was like, uh, you know what, the first thing is like, uh, you know, is these kids, they're barely beyond 20. In fact, many of them wouldn't have been uh, boys and girls. And uh, language, like, whoo, you know, like uh, you'd expect it from boys, but when girls uh, swear like troopers, like that's something else. It makes your ears flap, you know. But anyway, that's not the point. It's like you, you can still be respectful towards people. Uh, First thing, oh, thank you for stopping. They were like amazed that a bloke like myself, I guess at my age, would, would stop and try to offer help to them. They were just amazed. It's like, you know, a lot of these, these kids don't get a... We know some of the trouble that is being caused by that sort of stuff, but, you know, respecting people makes an impact on people's lives. And, uh, and you know, the fact that I stopped and, and, and inquired to see if they needed some help and they told me they were okay and spent some time with them and I was concerned for their safety, it's like people getting in and out of the car on the, on the motorway side and saying, hey guys, just don't get run over, you know, like suddenly they're, they're touched that I'm concerned for them, there's genuine love for these kids. And, uh, 
And, uh, and then anyway, there's one young lady, and you know, they got two canes in their hand. It's no longer just one cane, it's two canes of that, that wicked stuff that should be banned. It's the soft drink and the shots in it. It's like bad, bad stuff. And uh, somebody's making millions, and kids' lives are being wrecked. But anyway, it's another story and another point. And so here is this, uh, this uh, young girl. She holds two canes, uh, the upper part of the hand holding the cane that she's drinking. The bottom one is the next one that she's going to get stuck into, and the first one's gone. That was a new system. I hadn't seen that before. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's probably not a bad idea. If you want to get smashed quickly, that is a good way to go. <laughs> and so anyway, so she's swearing like anything. And, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. She says, if you're a Christian, but I hadn't said a word. I hadn't said a word of me being who I am, that I'm a pastor, that I go to church. I hadn't said a word. Sorry if you're a Christian is like, hello, who told you? <laughs> you know, sometimes we bring a presence into an environment that suddenly she's apologizing for. <laughs> it's interesting. And, uh, and so anyway, make a long story short, I spent some time with them and, and, uh, and made sure that they were getting us. I said, look, I said, I'm happy to tell you of the motorway. No, no, it's okay. We've got somebody coming. And, and they came and that was another education. It's like uh, boy racers tearing up the motorway on the wrong side of, uh, in between sets of lights on the wrong side of the road just to get to their mates. It's like, what an education. It's like, what is he doing? Oh, no, it's okay. He's going to turn around shortly. And okay. <laughs> like, oh, hello. And uh, so anyway, before I left, I gave them all a tract and, uh, uh, that we have, you know, one of our tracts there and everything. And kids are going to read that. They will not forget this encounter. I tell you, th little things m just mark people's lives for life. And, and, you know, that seat might not come up for years. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, people at all levels, respecting kids, spending time with kids, listening to them and making them feel valuable is just very, very powerful. So anyway, I've run out of time. I've got more scriptures there that, uh, that uh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to wind down now and we're going to just spend a little bit of time praying and, and uh, <clears throat> praise God. I don't know if I get emotional at times like this, but this is a very powerful message, friends. This is a very powerful concept that uh, it's like I'd hate to suggest that, uh, that uh, we, we do something to get something back. Uh, but I, I'm certainly happy to suggest that we can respect people and powerfully impact their lives and affect their life, their whole destiny. When, you know, as I say, these kids, for example, they would have expected me to give them a, uh, you know, a hard time because the cow was loud, illegal, and whatever else. It's like just loving on them and respecting them has just touched their lives, you know. And, and wherever we go, we've got the power to touch people's lives. And so let's just pray as we wind down and just see what, what else God wants to do. Father, we... We look to you, Lord God, and, and Lord, we are mindful that, uh, Lord, you're the most respectful person there is in the whole wide universe. You invented this stuff. And so we pray, God, that, uh, Lord, that you help us to recognize, even in part, uh, Lord, the respect that you are operating towards us in having loved us and sent Jesus Christ to die for us because you wanted us to spend eternity with you. That though we have sinned and though we have broken your laws and though we have messed up and blown it in, on all fronts, Lord God, that you loved us and saw enough value in us to send Jesus to die on the cross. And Lord Jesus, we are very grateful today that you've come to die on the cross that our sins will be forgiven. Father, I thank you for every person in this place here today. And Lord, every child that is on the premises here, every old person, every husband, every wife, every single person, every, 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 each and every person, Lord, that you touched our lives today, Lord, with a message and the power of your spirit that is profound. And Lord, uh, we make a decision to operate at a higher level 
as far as respect is concerned. In our homes, uh, between husband and wife, uh, kids and parents, uh, uh, aunties and uncles, and people all around, everybody that we touch, Lord God. And, and Father, at this time, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're present by your Spirit and you're hovering over people's lives and touching, uh, Lord God. And in particular, Lord, those that still have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. I thank you, Lord God, that you're here to set the captives free. You're here, Lord God, to forgive sins and, and to help people connect with the living God and, and, Lord, to come into the family of God. And just, friends, as I'm praying and, and speaking, you're sitting there and your eyes are closed and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and suddenly you're aware that... that uh, that Jesus Christ is not the Lord of your life, that suddenly you're aware that if you were to die tonight, you will make heaven. Though you're a good person, the Bible teaches us to be good is not good enough. The Bible says we must be born again, otherwise we cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And our surrender of our lives to Jesus Christ and making Him Lord of our lives. The Bible says, uh, and repenting of our sins, uh, means we're born again. We're born into the family of God. And if you're here this morning and you haven't had that experience and you haven't yet hooked up with God and found that connection, then we want you to know that God's offering you eternal life this morning. God's offering you uh, a, a place of, uh, of forgiveness and a place of, uh, of, of where you can surrender to Him and, and uh, come into the family of God and, and ultimately go to heaven. If, you, if that's you, if that describes you even remotely, I wonder if you would be so bold as to raise up your hand uh, just to indicate to God to say, yes, I want to receive Jesus Christ. Yes, I want to have my sins forgiven. Yes, I want to have a brand new start. And if that's you and I'm speaking to you, young and old, across the auditorium, then uh, I'd, I'd invite you to raise up your hand just ever so briefly, just long enough uh, uh, for God to, to know that here is another person that opens up their life to me. And I also want to see it because I'm about to pray a prayer and I want to know whom to include in this prayer. Is there anybody at all? Uh, possibly people here. I see that hand, young man. Thank you. Is there anybody here? Just uh, long enough, you put your hand back down again, sir. Thank you. Is there anybody here that would say, uh, I've been born again? But I've slipped away from God. I've backslidden. And I see that hand. Thank you. Uh, just long enough for me to sit and put it back down again. You're indicating to God that you want to come back to Jesus. And you're indicating that you want prayer in this area. Is there anybody else that said, well, that applies to me? Uh, it could be a, like you're a church-going person and suddenly you realize that you're stone cold or at best lukewarm as far as your love for Jesus is concerned, then, friend, uh, let's respect God enough and respect the presence of God to respond and not hold out on Him. Anybody else that needs to put up their hand? Praise God. I see that hand. Thank you. Hallelujah. I see that hand, sir. Thank you. Is there anybody else that say, oh, that, that applies to me as well? Praise God. We're about to pray. And, uh, and we're doing business with God now. We've had the word now. We're now responding. We're now saying, yes, this stuff is real. We believe it rather than, oh, that was nice, but, uh, but I'll think about it and forget about it before we go out the door. This is doing business with God. Is there anybody else that needs to do business with God this morning? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. People right across the auditorium, even touching our children, Lord, in, in, in the children's church there, Father, in the nursery. Lord, you, you, you're here to, to touch people's lives powerfully this morning, to help us to be better men, better, better women, uh, Lord, better young people. Uh, Lord, better servants in the kingdom of God. 
Hallelujah. I want to, uh, if we can all just stay to our feet for a moment, I want us to all pray together. And we do this from time to time. Uh, it's like uh, if people need to be born again, they need to pray out aloud from their heart. And to make it easier for other people, I want us all to pray. Some of us have prayed this prayer uh, hundreds of times, and it doesn't never hurt us. But if somebody prays it for the first time today, by the time they get to the end of the prayer and say amen, they will be born again. They will be adopted into the family of God. They will be forgiven. Their, their, their record of sin is wiped away. They're connected into the family of God. So let's all pray out aloud together and say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. out aloud in Jesus' name. Jesus I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross. And that you're respecting us. That you want us to spend time with you throughout eternity. We thank you, Lord God, that heaven is a real place. And hell is a real place. And that I can be born again. And have all my, all my sins forgiven. And ultimately go to heaven. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sins. I recognize that I've done wrong. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Forgive me. And make me born again. And I choose to live for you all the days of my life. Lead me and guide me. And teach me of what it means to be a Christian. And I thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody give a shout to the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we're going to close the service now. Um, uh, if you've prayed this prayer for the first time, I would love to meet you. Uh, if you would perhaps come uh, to the front and I'd just love to give you something encouraging and so forth and make sure that this decision today is meaningful to you. 